0: Hey, welcome to Late Night with Larry. We're back here doing it once again. Me and my brother Vince. Vince, give him a shout out.
1: Hey, welcome back to Larry D
0: Studios, or as we like to call it, Cryptid Central. That's right. We renamed it recently to Cryptid Central because this is where the cryptids live. This is
1: where they hang out.
0: That's right. This is where they spawn. That's right. <laughs> but before we get started, we want you, yes you, to hit that subscribe button and follow us. We got good content coming. and. If you want to email us because you had a sighting, you saw a Sasquatch, or you saw me and my brother, email us at late latenightwithlarry55 at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Right.
1: Even if you smelled one.
0: That's right. So anyway, tonight we are going to just... Talk about a little topic that we love, Bigfoot. Now, we're not going to stay on one steady subject. There's a few things that we want to talk about tonight, but they all involve Sasquatch, the big man, Bigfoot. <coughs> or else something
1: going on. There's, there was one thing I wanted to mention, right. something relatively recent here in Albuquerque. Right. Now, New Mexico has always been known for UFOs since the Roswell crash. or the, Well, a lot of different things, but that's probably the most famous that's right. There was another crash up by Farmington or something. Yeah. which is not as famous. I don't know why.
0: No, no, and and that's the Aztec. It's called the Aztec New Mexico crash, and it crashed in Aztec, New Mexico, and that has no notoriety that uh, that the Los not Los Alamos, the uh, yeah, big the UFO capital of the world. <laughs> I, I went brain dead. Sorry, yeah. folks. It's been a long day.
1: But that just tells me that the. The government got there a little faster and swooped up everything.
0: <laughs> and I think you're right. You know, uh, this time they knew what it could possibly be, and they just made their way a little quicker. Plus, the troops were closer. I mean, you really think about it, then they could have sent the National Guard right there. Right, true, true.
1: Now, just recently... Uh, we in the first week of March, about a week ago, yeah. maybe two weeks ago, we had a, a sighting over Albuquerque. It was a cylindrical shaped UFO. It was spotted by an American Airlines pilot. It was on a flight between here and Phoenix. He reported it. And according to the news, actually, the FBI came in to investigate and they confirmed there was something in the air that
0: they do not know what it is. Well, there you have it. It's about time that they confirm it. But, you know, you knew this day was coming because there's just too many people out there with video cameras uh, that just they photograph things that can't be identified. And the resolution on pictures is getting clearer and clearer. Yes. Even for phones, you know, Uh, for instance, you know, our cousin Randy, he sent us a picture the other night and, you know, that it's clear and it's a UFO because I don't know what it is.
1: Right. It, it's a very interesting picture. You have to mm-hmm. zoom in on it, but uh, I don't know. It looks like some kind of craft, right. and you could even see, uh, I guess, where the propulsion comes out.
0: It looked like that to me. It wasn't diesel fuel. It's not fuel. It's, it, the, it's more of... It looks hydrogen because it looks white, but it could just be sound waves moving, you know, bending gravity, whatever. Uh, I don't know what it is. That's why it's a UFO. Uh, And I'm sorry, we're saying it wrong. You know, the right terminology is uap unidentified aerial phenomenon right right. so you know sorry folks that's We're, the new terminology yeah we still live in the 70s i'm sorry <laughs> not a bad uh decades no it's not 80s. but no that picture was <clears throat> it was clear and i couldn't tell what it was but i knew there was something in the right. sky
1: now I, I have a friend he he was on uh a couple weeks ago he saw a ufo and i think i mentioned it out at work and it was also cylindrical shape he said it looked like a cigar or something and he said but off the back you could hear it it was going woo, woo, like that yeah. and you could see it glowing and he said it it, it almost looked like steel mounting or metal melting right because it was dripping off huh. he said but it never touched the ground it would just burn up and disappear so maybe hydrogen, I don't know.
0: I was going to say that does sound like hydrogen. Yeah. You know, it. it like you see behind, if you're behind a car that's running rich or not rich, today's you all gas the has the water, you know, and if they put gas where there's, you see that water constantly dripping out. Right. And so that's kind of what that would be like, I think.
1: Yeah. That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. But until we see it for ourselves, but then again, I still won't know. I'm no scientist. Right.
0: Right. Now now that we're saying that and it could possibly be hydrogen, do you think maybe that's a reverse engineered UFO that maybe the government has?
1: You know what? Anything's possible. Um, we have a lot of uh, things flying around where I work because we work in such a remote area. Right. I think I told you about the drone. Right Now, this drone was big. It was like the ones you fly, you know, the... The four propeller type deals. A professional drone. Right. But it was like half the size of my vehicle. Damn. Damn. And that thing was trucking it. And it comes around at night. And the only way you know it's there, because it has a one light on it. Oh, damn. That's crazy. But when I asked uh, our management, what was it? Because we have a smaller drone. We fly around right. to survey. Survey. And they said, no, that's not us. And they believe it's military, but they they don't know for sure. <laughs> or they're not saying.
0: Well, they probably do know. Because, I mean, they're going to have to let you know. You know, even the military's got to let you know, hey, we're going to be coming through your area. Because if not, there could be a possible accident, you know.
1: Well, see, they know we don't do no blasting at night. That's why. Yeah. So
0: they got to vet it, seriously. What if they tried that shit in the day and no one was talking to each other? And Well, they do come in the day also. Uh, I know. But on, on aircraft, though. I was, see, there, big difference. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Because I think the aircraft could withstand uh, the dynamite, but that drone would probably... Woo. Who knows? Who knows? But let's, let's go back to that question of it being... Uh, I know we said we we're going to talk about Sasquatch, but I have a question. Hydrogen. And I think that if it was dripping like that in hydrogen, if it was hydrogen, then it has to be one of our reverse engineers because these... People coming from other planets, these other beings, where are they going to stop and put water in their tank?
1: Right, and you
0: know that's possible.
1: Um, who knows what they have reverse engineered? And uh, a lot of these U- UFO sightings could be, they, you yeah. know, could be ours. They could be. Anyway, that was my question. Right, your qu- your question was uh, where are they going to get the hydrogen if unless they know of a fueling point along uh, the way? Along the way, exactly. Na- now they know of uh, planets. That have, have water, sort of like Earth. Right. And uh, I'm sure the aliens, if they do come through there, they they know it's like a trade route, right. so they
0: would know where their water is. It is, but damn, you know what? That one fill up better last you a long time. True. True. And, and you're you're going through a. Many, many miles of space. Right, but I don't
1: know that you could get your velocity up and do a lot of just cruising too.
0: You can, and that would probably be the trick. But I, you know what? I'm just saying, if it is reverse engineered and it's hydrogen, we're just on the verge of it because I know they've mastered it way, right. way more. Well,
1: after we finish the podcast, let's go in the garage and we'll try to build something. Let's,
0: yeah, we're going to take a tricycle and turn it into the first. So if you see a red tricycle spinning in the air, it's my brother. <laughs> yeah, You hear me screaming. Ah, yep, it's right? just an experiment. <laughs> right. Anyway, that, you know, that, that was a good... Topic there, man. Right. I Uh, just wanted to mention
1: it because uh, everybody associates New Mexico with UFOs and- They do. We came
0: through again. They do. And uh, yeah, we've had UFOs for many years. Do the research. You'll see the history. We're rich in it. Yep. Anyway, my brother just recently sent me some pictures of some Squatch feet that- are probably some of the best pictures I've seen. These, They're tracks, These tracks. Wow. Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where my mind is today. Anyway, they're good tracks, and the footprints are, like, really defined. And I don't think it's a hoax because there's a lot of definition between the footprints. It doesn't look like one of your carved you know, where the toes are perfectly round, but it's, it's a good picture. And, right. uh, and
1: if you look in the center
0: where they said there's the mid tarsal break, right. there is a little bit of snow pile there. There is. Yeah. And that's what makes it look so authentic. Cause you look at it and you're like, whoa, that's, that's a real print. Uh, you know, trackers would probably look at it and say, you know, that that's either a real print or a fake. And uh, it's a good picture. Maybe we'll use that for our background.
1: That'd be pretty good. Yep. Yeah.
0: And, uh, so you all could see because these are impressive prints, and it, I'm not saying it's a full adult, but it's it's a big one, and I'm impressed at how wide the feet are, though. Right. I was like the griff on those feet, man. I'd hate to get kicked in the ass with that foot. <laughs> <laughs> It'd probably be bigger than my ass. <laughs> yeah, but
1: right. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's what it felt like when we we're young, though, getting kicked by pop. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Yeah those were the days yeah anyway no what, hopefully i'll put that as a background and you'll see these prints they're very good prints
1: right now these prints came out of uh they're s- supposedly north of here by cuba new mexico now right. on at cuba new mexico the Hamis mountains where we like to go do our research they extend out there and you could actually take a dirt road to cuba where we camp where we turn off it's maybe 20 miles on a dirt road past a hatchery. Yeah. yeah. And you're in Cuba. Right. So it's, it's actually not too far from where we, Right. Do, do our investigating. So yeah. who knows? It could be part of the same clan. It could, could be it the be. same ones who threw the bottle at us. It,
0: it could be. And, you know, after seeing that, like when you said this is on the Hamus <clears throat> side of Cuba, I was like, shit, that's right where we go. Right. And that could explain why we have some pretty good luck. Like I said, you know, they do take, they wander, but they take certain routes, the right. gaming routes. Right. And we know there's a game trail there. so.
1: Right. Now, uh, a lot of people have the theory that they migrate following the game, but up there it's closed off all winter, so and there's a lot of game that's there all year round, so why would they leave? Yeah, year
0: round, they got
1: Now, whale turkey, you name it. We were watching... Uh, I w- well, I was watching uh, a, one of the new episodes of uh, Expedition Bigfoot. Right. Now, he met up with the guy. I'm talking second episode. I'm still catching up, but a guy took him to show him a road where there's a lot of Bigfoot sightings crossing the road. And they were discussing things and they were discussing, uh, he asked him, are the Bigfoot pretty active this time of year around here? And that guy kind of looked at him and he said, the Bigfoot are active all year round down here. Right. So, I, I mean, sometimes they might migrate, but if you're in a
0: good location with plenty of food... Why would you leave? There's no reason to leave. Everything you need is there. Right. So, I I mean, and we've talked about that, and like I've heard that the government knows up there how true this is. I don't know. I'm not saying it's truth, but it's theory what I've heard. Remember I told you on the Los Alamos side, there's a certain portion of the Jemez where you can't go in because supposedly that's that's their sanctuary.
1: Well, there's a... A lot of reasons. You got the the labs back there. And uh, what do they call it? Is that a it's some kind of site. They did some testing
0: uh, for the atomic bomb.
1: Yeah. L- oh, up in Los Alamos. Yes. Uh. Because I, I was over there. Uh, I, I took a ride on my bike. Right. And I was up close to the lab and they, they had a sign up there. And uh, so I'm guessing a lot of it is still closed off. Right. And that could be one excuse, but it could be
0: for them. And you know, I'm going to say it could be a little bit of both. Right. I mean, oh, they're like Godzilla. They got radioactive. That's why they're so big.
1: You yeah, know, and they, they they were chipmunks at first.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, but there's, a, could be a,
1: there, there's a lot of land uh, around the Valles Caldera is. that is inaccessible to the public.
0: Right, and they, they could use that excuse, oh, that's where we tested the atomic bomb, but we all know the real test took place in Nevada, in the desert. And... uh but still, that's a good excuse to keep people off the land, especially nosy people like us that are squatching.
1: Right. And I'm sure they did some testing before. I'm sure, before yeah. Before
0: the big one. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But, you know, uh, it's been, it's been, I'm not going to say it's been that radioactive where we got to stay out for a thousand years. So,
1: Well, I don't know. I, I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen, have you seen the specials on Chernobyl? Oh, <laughs> yeah. They say that place is getting worse. Chernobyl. I, I watched the series too. Good God. Yeah, it's getting worse. But I I believe they roam that whole area, even though they may have some land land
0: sanctioned off for them. Right, right, right. How are you going to contain them? You can't. You you can't contain these big, strong beasts. They might be able to contain you if they get their hands on you, but you can't contain them.
1: Right. So that's why I believe they they roam. They have their their trails. Um, If you keep going from the caldera toward Fenton Lake, there's a a road. uh, It's called... Ponderosa road. And we spoke about that on an earlier podcast where they had some encounters Yeah, and that's just on the way to the lake. So they may, I don't know. These things are supposed to be able to move fast and they're strong and they're built for the mountains. So who knows how much land they could cover in the night?
0: Well, and we've talked about that and I think they could cover significant. Look, a, a human being can run a marathon in a day and that's like 25 damn miles you know, one of these big marathons? Not this human being. <laughs> not not this one either. <laughs> but if a human being that does that, can you imagine this creature that has no choice but to hunt its prey and be fast up and down mountainous terrain? How strong it would be and what... I, I'm, I'm going to say they covered 25 miles. If, if we have a marathon runner do it in three, four hours, they probably do it in two. Right. Or less.
1: Right. <clears throat> now they uh they they maybe they don't do the whole thing maybe there's a the clans are back there but it, it may be a hunting party that we encounter all the time
0: maybe i mean someone's got to go out and hunt and bring the
1: food back. right what, what i'm saying is it's it's like the old native american hunting parties they would leave for a couple of days that, you know you go you you find somewhere to bed down and you follow the game until you have your opportunity
0: I mean, that does make sense. Makes sense to me. Because
1: people have found what they they call nests.
0: Right. Yeah. No, but we know they travel. We know they. And I think more and more people used to think it was just one out there. More and more that people get out there and research and find several different pairs of tracks. We know now they don't travel alone. No. They travel in at least three or more.
1: Right. Right. Because that first night I had my encounter, there was at least two. Uh, that I heard, and when we have our encounters, uh, we hear them clicking sticks or rocks, and it's coming from both sides of the... Of the canyon. Yeah, so they're, they're on the peaks on both sides of us.
0: Right, they're saying these assholes are back again.
1: Yep, that's probably Morse code for right. idiot. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but you're right. I mean, when we hear things, it's, it's not... Or we hear it and it's moving in one direction. It's just never something that stays put.
1: Right. Now, if we could figure out how fast they travel, how fast they get across the terrain, uh, what time they start, we could probably find out where their home ground is. Because with my experience um, where we are, nothing usually happens before 11 o'clock. Right. Right. And uh, my first experience, I only know because I, I had my watch on it. It started around 11, And a lot of them seem to happen around that time, 11 to 1. Right. And then it gets quiet. I'm guessing they go. And on their way back, maybe 4 in the morning or 5, we hear them again. Usually the screams. They might not be as close to us. They may be on a different path. They might come and make a big
0: loop. Right. Now, I mean, it makes sense. It all makes sense to me. And I put nothing past these creatures because uh, let's, let's for instance, they, let's take it back to the Patterson-Gimlin film. That female walking there, she looked bulky, but I guarantee she's nothing but muscle. And if she had to skedaddle, I guarantee she could. Right. And we couldn't keep up with her because something big like that, she's going to tear into that dirt up in the mountainside and just... Right. Slingshot herself up like a deer would. I, I, if anyone's ever seen a deer go up a small mountain, like three bounces, boom, boom. And right. you're like, what the A hell? steep mountain
1: that we probably couldn't climb.
0: Yes. And I'm, I'm like, holy shit, these things are crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, first of all, like with something like Patty. There, there's probably not much out there that would make her run if she didn't want to.
0: No, and that's why she didn't really run from them. Right. She said, oh, she probably recognized, you know, the rifle and said, oh, well, I'm I'm going to head out. But at the same time, she's looking like, are, are your eyes on me? Follow right. me. And the reason is because they said that, you know, they did find juvenile tracks. And that's why they're saying we think there were more than one. And one was a juvenile. And, because and that's, that's the theory that
1: she was... Uh, Drawing the attention to herself so they could sneak away.
0: Yeah, I mean, so if that was the case, then you know this creature has intelligence.
1: Right. Now, speaking of Patty, um, I recently watched uh, a Finding Bigfoot episode. Uh, It was season 12, I believe, where they did the 50th anniversary of the Patterson-Gimlin film. And it was pretty neat because... They have, uh, they, they don't know where the original recording is, but they have found another first generation copy. So they have four first generation copies. And what they did was they took a still, a still frame and they stacked them all up on on each other. So, you know, when you make copies, you lose some resolution. The theory was you stack them all and you'll get some of that resolution back. Right. Like the original. And the picture that they produced was, it was great. So they, they regained some
0: of the pixels that were lost.
1: They regained them and you could see more definition in Patty's body. You could see more definition of the terrain. It was Uh, a really interesting picture. It was really good actually.
0: I mean, so don't call, you know, uh, Patterson or Gimlin because they both said you know they seen the muscle and how it moved and they knew it wasn't a costume when people try and say it was a costume and prove it that way then that's like a cover-up to me because these guys saw it firsthand and I myself I'm not all about calling someone a liar because you didn't see what they saw and only in you know only an ignorant person would do that but that's but, another podcast
1: right but like I said uh a lot of these things
0: especially in the Bigfoot UFO world you got to take with a grain of salt you have to but I'm saying other people shouldn't <clears throat> criticize it they should come to it with an open mind and say you right. know maybe you know true like I tell people look at like I always use pandas they were mythology and then one day 60 years later after searching for them we found them
1: right right now, you could also get a lot by somebody's body language when they're telling a story.
0: Right. You could tell
1: if they believe their own story.
0: That's right. And, you know... uh most of the time, when so, like when they're telling a story, especially if it's female, if if the clothes start coming off, I I don't know if it's that true. <laughs> if the clothes come off, it's it's false because they're trying to trick us. Oh, okay, okay. Glad glad we talked about
1: that. <laughs> we forgot one major step in the oh, beginning. Oh, see, our we're salute slacking. to the
0: fans. We're slacking. Dun dun! Here's to ya,
1: y'all. Well, okay, we're, we used to call this the. The corona vaccine, but that wasn't true. We're going to come forth with the truth. This is actually Sasquatch urine. That's right. Look at it close. And if we want to find a Sasquatch, we got to be a Sasquatch.
0: We heard it's as good as shooting steroids. (laughs) Peace. Uh, Y'all probably think uh, we're just listening to two bumbling drunks. Okay, now... But we're not. To get back to that... uh,
1: the finding Bigfoot, I I saw their are back. Um, it's called the search continues. It's over an hour episode, and right. now they really stepped up the game as far as technology. Right, they did. Now it was really good because they had a drone with an infrared camera, and they caught something walking at the uh, walking toward the other people. They did, and it was bigger than them, but it
0: just disappears. Right, but how about the how about when? She caught it and it was, she picked it up on the flare, but when she shined the light, there was nothing. Right. So all she saw the tall brush in front, but she picked it up. She's saying it's there, but when I shine the light, it's not there. Right. And that's where the cloaking theory started coming in. And uh, what's even crazier is while they were doing that, two black military helicopters were flying over above. Right. You remember that part? Yeah, I do. So, it lets me think in my mind. It, well, lets me think. I think that the government does know about this, and that these creatures can bend light. I think because so many people have said I've seen them and they disappeared.
1: Right now, on the episode I watched, they 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 caught something on the flare with the drone. Right, it disappeared. Where did it go? That's what I'm saying. Now. Yeah, they, they may bend light, but
0: are they still physically there? Wow. We've talked about that theory, too. You know, are they truly multidimensional? I don't know. And I don't know if we'll ever know all these stories until we really uh, catch one, study one, which I guarantee the government has.
1: Right, now... Them culeros
0: ain't gonna lie to us.
1: Now, you told me an interesting fact about, uh, we're talking about, we also watch Expedition Bigfoot. Which I think is, uh, I think it's a better show because they come full force with all the technology they could get their hands on.
0: You know what I like about them is that they, when it caught my attention from season one, episode one, because they kind of use an algorithm with all the sighting spots. So they truly do bring science into it and math. And any business knows that businesses are successful because they do things like that. Right. The algorithm is just constantly feeding it data and it pinpoints. And I think if they keep doing that, I don't care what anyone says, they're going to get lucky. Yeah,
1: that's a good possibility. They're trying to increase their odds.
0: Because everyone's a creature of habit. Us humans are, so are the animals. Right. Uh, Ask yourself, why when I come to the steakhouse and I have 12 options, I always get the same thing over and over and over? Because I'm a cheapskate, I get the cheaper thing. (laughs) Creature of habit. (laughs) See what I'm saying? Yeah. And those algorithms are perfect for proving
1: those points. Right. But back to uh, the military Mm. on the Expedition Bigfoot, I I haven't caught up as much, but uh, you told me there was a gentleman... Who told them about the Washington, uh,
0: an next military or a military
1: guy? Yeah, so uh,
0: the guy they always call, what's his name? He's the one that has home base. <laughs>
1: I forget his name. but he, I, He's the one that's driving he's around. He's a journalist. Yes. I forget his name, but yeah, he's the one who, he pretty much coordinates everything.
0: So while they're up in Kentucky, he pulls up to a gas station and he's putting gas yeah. And half of this series is done in Kentucky, and they hit the caves, and because there's that theory Sasquatch travels underground and whatnot, and it, who knows? Our government does, so they could too. Anyway, right. uh, he's filling up with gas, and some guy just randomly approaches him and recognizes him from the expedition Bigfoot. And he says, hey, how cool, hey, how you doing? They introduce herself. He says, are you guys filming? And he's like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he said, just so you know, I was in the Air Force in Washington. And before we would go out to the field, their commanders, their commanding officers would tell them, Be careful out there because be be careful because there's Sasquatch out there. Be, be mindful. And if you run into one, don't run from it. Don't look at it. Just just kind of go about your business and it'll go about its. And he thought it was a joke, but no, they pulled him to the side and said, This is real. So he basically is telling them, you know, I was in the military, Washington's a hot spot. Right. So for the remaining episodes, they go to Washington. And uh, now that's cool.
1: That brings back something very interesting. <clears throat> now I saw this posted on social media. That's why I kind of took it with a grain of salt. But it was a field guide, I want to say, for the Army. Right. And it's up in the Washington area. And what it is, it's a. Uh, it gives you a list of all the animals you could encounter while you're out in that area right. when they're doing their exercises. Right. And one of them was Sasquatch. So if they put them in the field guide, that's right there in print, acknowledgement.
0: Right. How can you do that? You know what? Um, Army, Navy, all these, they are uh, they're funded with taxpayer dollars. I'm going to request one of those Brochures, right
1: now in ours in our blue jacket manual we just had (laughs) mermaids, right? But here's here look,
0: I'm I'm gonna exercise my right uh, and I'm Freedom of Information Act and I want a copy of that specific manual you give to the soldiers. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get it, but that page is gonna be ripped out, right? Ah! Or blacked out
1: out, when they
0: release things. They're gonna have their their grandson at home say here take that you could color on this
1: yeah <laughs> yeah exactly all blacked out but that just uh it's just interesting it is. now if the government will put that in print to the the troops that's acknowledgement so why do so many people have trouble believing it i i, I don't if, if know. the government tells
0: them ufos are real they're like <gasps> they, i knew it well you know it's <laughs> i i think something like that it's they don't think okay Think about when we were growing up and we were in school. You got two things pushed down your throat. Either the biblical view where there's one God who created everything and sin and everything. Everything unexplained is a demon or demonic. And if, you know, and then you have the evolution theory that we, we came from apes and, and you know, but they don't want to look at these as apes. Right. They want to look at them as we don't know what they are. So you come from two different mind frames and you're raised all your life. So, of course, you're thinking, if I'm a productive citizen in today's society, that's nonsense. Because according to my Bible, they don't exist. The Bible tells me everything and I I know everything. No, the Bible gives you general direction so you don't fuck your life up. Right. But... The Bible doesn't tell you that you got so much more on this planet that you'll never know about.
1: Right, but the
0: Bible does mention giants. It does, and we've talked about that. Those are Nephilim, and some people take these back to Nephilim, and maybe that's why the hunters that look at them and say I couldn't shoot it look too human. All right, <clears throat> I'm, I'm not trying to get political or religious out there, but if you read the Mormons' belief, squatches are cane.
1: Oh, okay. I've never heard that one.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if you really dig into what the Mormons believe, they, they view something like a Sasquatch. That's Cain, and that's his punishment. Those are his offspring. That's why he's roaming the earth, as Cain was supposed to do. Right. Now, we know the government
1: knows about them. I'm sure they've studied them. Now, is it possible that one reason they don't release too much information is it could rock somebody's foundation, either... On the evolution, on the religious side, something.
0: No, you just hit the nail on the head. Do you know? Do you know? It It would totally screw up society. If,
1: right. Because, you know, there's the theory that uh, the people who don't believe in religion, they say religion's made up to keep people in line.
0: Right. But maybe it is. But because, because you do believe those things, you are kept in line. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing because... I believe a lot of the same things, don't get me wrong, but I also believe that there's so many things on this planet and in our skies that can't be explained, that it could possibly be intelligent life from elsewhere.
1: Right, yeah, like like we talked about earlier, we can't uh, say that we're the only thing our God created.
0: No, I mean, for real, look at astro- astronomy and all the planets, and I mean, just look at, we got, Thousands of, not planets, galaxies. Right. And if you look at our galaxy, look how big we are. And there's thousands of us out there. Someone may have been created by your God and my God, so let's not get crazy, and put in another galaxy. But yet they've advanced far faster and further than we have. Right. And, you know, we take it back. We're we're dumbed down and we are what we are because Adam and Eve and the Bible and... Oh, maybe that's true, but it is what it is. We're we're creeping up that ladder, and we're hitting space more and more for longer and longer. And I think that that's why some of the aliens are more and more interested in us. They're like they were that we gave them a box and they played with it, but damn, they they're they're cutting that box up and they're making a plane. Right. 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 Exactly. And I think that's why we see more and more UFO sightings now. And I do believe in ancient times that they came and visited our ancestors and gave them knowledge. Right. I believe
1: that, too, because, well, not only then, even now, just just look at our technology
0: over the last hundred years. We've made leaps and bounds. I always tell mom, our mom, we have the same mom. We're we're not adopted.
1: That's what they tell us. Right.
0: Anyway, I tell our mom, what would her mom and dad think? our grandma and grandpa, if they were alive today and they seen just how we podcast in our board, they saw what we do with our cell phones, they would freak out.
1: Right. No, we, we went from wagon trains being pulled by horses. Now we're
0: flying thousands of miles an hour through the sky. right? And And we're pushing out content all over the world just like this with the push of a button.
1: Right. We are all connected like never before.
0: Right. So I think they would have freaked out. Right. Freaked out. Think about that for a minute. You yourself, you I mean, if you're listening and you're our age, you were born at the phase out of that old technology. We, we were born when it started the technical technology revolution started going i mean by the time i was in the navy i had a walkman whoa look right. out when we were younger we are in the technology infancy because right.
1: a lot of our our uh, components our tvs they still had the resistor tubes right vacuum
0: tubes yeah i did have a remote control you know who it was Go
1: change your channel.
0: Thank we had you. the
1: voice scripts. We had the VHF, UHF. <laughs> okay, now lift up your arm. Okay, stay right there.
0: <laughs> okay, me and, me and your older brother are going to watch the Incredible Hulk. Stay right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just the way our technology look, is Look right. how we have come uh, so far. And I I think, you know, yes, maybe we do have alien technology in reverse engineering. It, right. But, but
1: I I think one thing we could all agree on is there's a lot more that we don't know. There's a, there's not, so.
0: not only to the universe, just to this earth. You know, and here's how I really think about it, Vince. The, mo- the more technological advance we get, the more we start looking into different realms because this takes us there. Right. Because we're,
1: <clears throat> it, it takes us there. Right. But I believe we have help learning
0: about those realms. Oh, come on. We didn't. We're, we'd still be in the dark ages. We do have help, yeah, and no one wants to admit it.
1: Now, whether you're on the biblical side of how everything started or the evolutionary side, there's a. Uh, if you want to scrutinize, you could nitpick and find
0: holes in both of them, and in everything, and everything. But you know, let's let's go back to we talked about the elongated skulls uh, two episodes ago. They tested them for DNA, and they don't have human DNA. The original elongated, not the ones that were mimicked. Right. Right? Not the human skulls that were compressed and wrapped and mimicked. And they, mimic the, and they the, could tell which ones were mimicked they, because of the and suture. The, the, the suture saddle in the back. They can. So, but these, look at that brain capacity on those people, that elongated skull, which a lot of the rulers of Egypt and who knows what else, that skull had 30% more capacity for a brain than ours. And here's my other reasoning. Neanderthal man. I read an article yesterday. They said, Neanderthal man, we thought he was dumb. No, he could speak just like we could. And they communicated and they were intelligent. I'm like, no doubt, because their brain size was bigger than ours, much bigger than ours. So it, just because they had a bigger brain, you're trying to tell me they're stupid? I'm like, no, our, our we're getting the pea brain.
1: Right. Now, they may have a bigger brain, but a, a lot of it boils down to
0: how you develop your brain. And they, they said after they've done a lot of archaeology sites and they said, you know what? neanderthal man wasn't what we thought he was he was really intelligent and okay his brain was bigger but his brain was nothing like the elongated skulls right so you know there's a theory they came down and seeded us and that's another podcast we've already talked about that but I, I don't know if i'm ready to believe in that theory i mean it's pretty damn convincing and zacharias Stitchin did a damn good job of convincing me And uh, I don't know if I'm really to swallow it all, but I know if you have a bigger brain, you're going to be smarter than me. Right. I know that for a fact.
1: Right, right. Just common sense. You have bigger muscles, you're going to be stronger than me. That's right.
0: Anyway, we did go on a tangent, people, and we apologize, but we hope you liked what we were talking about. Come along with us in the rabbit hole. All you got to do is sit back and drink your brewski, your wine, or your mixed drink. Let us do the talking. Or your water. Whatever you prefer. Anyway, thanks for listening. Peace.
1: We we appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Peace out.